what I wanted to do was have conferences, one, to minister to the women that come. That's one goal. And the other goal would be to help train women or give women the opportunity to hone their gifts that God's given them. Mm -hmm. If they feel called to teaching and speaking, Mm -hmm. you know, um, there's an opportunity for them to grow and to learn in that. Hello there. Welcome to Treasures and Truth with Tokwe. I'm excited to have you here. I'm your host, Dr. Tokwe Kiku. Everyone wants to feel happy, but it's so easy to lose hope and feel defeated in this chaotic world that's so full of problems. This podcast is all about helping you discover the hidden treasures in your trials so you can renew your confidence and live in freedom. So if you're going through a difficult season and need encouragement, you'll find hope here and you'll find support here. So before we begin, let me ask you a favor. If this podcast inspires or encourages you in any way, please subscribe, leave a rating and a review to help spread the word. So now let's move into today's show. Um, I have a special guest on the show with me today, uh, Miss Susan Thayer. Susan is a visionary, a minister of the gospel. She's a speaker, a Bible teacher, and author of a new Bible study on the Song of Solomon. Just that title alone. Wow. Um, she, the title of the book is called Love of Another Kind. I can't wait to hear more about that. And um, Susan is completing her master's in ministry to women at Southeastern Theological Seminary, and she is passionate. I mean, passionate about helping people connect biblical truths and principles with everyday life. She is the founder of Boundless Sisterhood. Um, That's how Susan and I first met. It's a nonprofit organization that hosts women's conferences and also helps equip women for ministry. Susan is a mom and she's also a grandma. Uh, She calls North Carolina home. So please join me in welcoming Miss Susan Thayer to uh, Treasures and Truth with Tope. Welcome, Susan. Thank you. I'm I'm so honored to be here and thank you for inviting me. You're very welcome. It's a pleasure to have you. Wow. So you and I go way back to before boundless days. Um, So I would just like for you to, to start off. I would just like to, um, to, to start off by asking you to share one uh, one fun fact about yourself. Okay, one fun fact. Um, I um, once was the lead car in the presidential caravan. Hmm. Not on purpose, but it wasn't my fault. Um, I was living in New Orleans at the time, and uh-huh. um, the presidential you know caravan was going you know to the airport and Mm -hmm. they forgot the police forgot to block off an entrance ramp i had no idea so i merged right onto the entrance ramp and i'm like wow nobody else is on the road and then all of a sudden i noticed like all these um black suvs speeding Uh by me you know and i was like Uh hmm so i'm gonna add that to my resume 
Oh, wow. That's pretty interesting. I would never have guessed that. So thank you for sharing that with us. Wow. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, that must have been a long time ago. Yeah, it was. Yeah, because it was, um, I moved here with uh, Hurricane Katrina in 2005. So it was before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was before all the security, um, stringent security uh, issues came mm -hmm. up. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, let's dive into our conversation today. Um, so can you share with our audience one of your God stories? And you, you're free to, to pick anyone and, and then share how you came to faith. That might be a good place to start. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think one of my best God stories is, um, you know, how God has provided for me financially um, when my husband left me. Um, it was uh, kind of scary. And um, actually, when he left, he um, kind of took my paycheck with him. Um, as in, you know, went to the bank in the middle of the night and took the money out. Mm -hmm. And um, I was left with like $36. And um, I was a little bit overwhelmed. And, you know, I, I didn't have bills. I couldn't pay bills that week. I couldn't buy groceries. I couldn't even get a tank of gas, really. And um, my brother called me. That was on a Thursday, or a Friday, Thursday night, Friday morning. And my brother called me on Saturday. And... Um, he lives in Florida. And I was like, well, um, let me, I got to tell him what happened. I got to tell him that, you know, I'm, you know, my husband left me. So I was telling him stuff. And he's like, after I go through this long story, mm -hmm. um, he said, well, I'm really sorry that happened to you, but let me tell you why I called. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. It's all about me, you know? And um, so anyhow, he um, said that our mother was involved in a class action suit. And I was like, how can that be? Our moms, you know, at best point in time had been passed away for like 15 years. Oh. And he said that he got notified by a lawyer. My mom had worked for Walmart the last um, few years of her life to supplement her retirement. Mm -hmm. And they took out a life insurance policy on her and named themselves as the beneficiary. And we didn't know, we had no idea, but somehow we got wrapped up into this um, lawsuit. Mm -hmm. And um, he said, so what that means is I'm going to be sending you $5,000. What? So I was like, you know, from that point on, I just heaved a sigh of relief and said, God, you got this. You made a plan for this, you know, 15 years ago. And so I just really, you know, if anybody out there is listening and is having a difficult time financially and wondering how God is going to provide, I'm telling you, he can make a way where there is no way. He can think of things that you would never dream of. So. Wow. I mean, that. You were call, you were calling your brother to say, "Here's what happened to me. I got no food. I don't even know how I'm going to make it this weekend. I need grocery and probably your children then too. So how are you going to feed your family? How are you going to survive? And and you're thinking, and you're just calling to get support and to to kind of at least share this news with someone to empathize with you. And he turns around and says, "Hey, wait a minute. I want to tell you." And you're like, "Ah, no." 
It's about me right now. You need to listen to me. And he's like, no, no, no. I got something else. Wow. What an awesome God. What yeah. an awesome God. That's one of my stories that, you know, whenever I'm struggling or whatever, I I remind myself of that time when God came through for me and it encourages me. Um, you know, he's done it before. He can do it again. He's never left me or forsaken me. You know, he's always been there. Yeah. And I, I, you make a really good point that you go back to that. You remind yourself of that. And one of the things I like to share with our listeners is, you know, our um, experience, our God's stories, how we've met God, how God's met us in difficult times. Those are our stones of remembrance. If we would just remember, collect them somewhere. So when we face another hard time, we can go back and say, hey, just like you just shared, you can go back there and say, hey, God did it that time. He will do it again. Wow. Thank you, Susan, for sharing that. Um, wow. But how did you, so you shared that, uh, you shared how God met you, but how did you come to faith in the Lord? Oh, geez. When my oldest son was just a couple of weeks old or a couple of months old, and at that time I was going to a Methodist church and um, I was kind of feeling a little overwhelmed with being a mom. Not that I, I mean, I had a husband, I had a house. I mean, it was like, I guess I was just overwhelmed with the thought of being a good mom mm -hmm. and um, raising a quality human being, you know, somebody that was good and kind and moral. Mm -hmm. And so in the Methodist church, I don't know if you're familiar or not, but every Sunday between the pastoral prayer and everybody saying the Our Father together, there's a moment of silent prayer mm -hmm. where you can pray silently. And every Sunday, I would pray <clears throat> for God to um, help me to be a good mother and to teach Zachary about his love. Mm -hmm. And really, very sincere. I would have tears in my eyes, you know, as I silently prayed this prayer to myself. Mm -hmm. And then one Sunday, I heard you have to know me first. And I was like, I kind of jumped up and turned around. Of course, nobody was there, you know, but it, it felt like somebody whispered it in my ear. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess it was just the Holy Spirit nudging me and telling me, you've got to learn about me before you can teach about me to anybody else. Mm -hmm. So I started reading my Bible. And I mean, and that was like 34 years ago, and I'm still studying about God, still trying to learn about him, still trying to um, get to know him better. Wow. Wow. That's a, that's an awesome story. And you're a great mom, by the way. Oh, well, and I'm just not just saying that because I know, I know you personally. So I know that you're a great mom uh, and a great, a, a great grandma as well. I've seen your post about your granddaughter and I'm like, whoa, oh, so much is. love. <laughs> He is my joy, that little angel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's cute. She's precious. Well, thank you for sharing how God, I love how, how God meets us in those quiet moments. Uh, here you're thinking, okay, you know, the, here's what I want, but it's like, uh, you can't really teach him unless, you know, you know me first. And that began for you. Uh, you're, in, you're in ministry now. You're in ministry to women. You're um, completing your master's in um, in women's ministry. I mean, so for 34 years, you've been kind of 
following that passion of knowing him. Wow, that's awesome. So then that leads me to ask you this. So what prompted you to write this book? Um, I've read maybe the last two weeks, I read the book of uh, the Song of Solomon. And I was just fascinated by just the, the intimacy that's described in that book. So I'm just curious, you know, what prompted you to write that Bible study? And why do you think this, this study, especially for this book, is, is important? Well, it was kind of interesting. Um, I was sitting in um, one of my classes, and I think it was Old Testament uh, class at Southeastern, and my professor made a comment, and it was kind of an offshoot comment to kind of base, uh, make a point that he was making, but he said um, the whole book of the Song of Solomon is about God trying to get us back to the original place he created it for us in the Garden of Eden in Genesis. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hmm, I always thought Song of Solomon was just for married couples, Mm -hmm. you know, and it it does lend itself to that. But um, I wanted to, you know, I kind of started studying it and I um, noticed the parallel between Solomon being a type of Christ mm-hmm. and the Shulamite being the bride of Christ, the church, mm-hmm. and how um, marriage is a metaphor, if you will, about how Christ loves the church. It's mm-hmm. It should be an example to us um, if a marriage is founded on God with God in the center. Mm-hmm. So I thought this is not just for married couples, it's for um, single women or men as well, because it's about Christ's love for us, how he woos us, how he, the depths of his love for us, and getting us back to that place where we can have communion and fellowship with him the way Adam and Eve did in the very beginning. And the book is itself filled with all kinds of imagery. Um, There's gardens and stuff. It all helps us remind, it reminds us of the Garden of Eden. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a, that that it's a fascinating read, um, and I love how you connected back to the Garden of Eden and how it's a it's not just for marriage, but it's it's a the bigger picture is it's about Christ's love for the church, Christ's love for us individually, and if we can, I mean, it's I think it's about nine chapters. If you can. Just sit down and just soak in that. Wow. I mean, I, I read it two weeks ago and I was just blown away by just the, the depth of intimacy between Solomon and the Shunammite woman. And, and the picture that comes to mind for me was, this is how Christ loves us individually and collectively. And if we could receive that, wow. Yeah, if we could really wrap our minds around the depths of his love for us. Yes. Um, you know, we would it would solve a lot of our problems as we walk through our journey through this earth and we would really want to share more or evangelize and let other people know about the love of God that he has for us and that he died for us and that he just wants us to be in his presence, you know, and wants to be in fellowship with us. There are some pretty saucy parts in the book, too. 
um, I was like, for a while there thinking, am I reading the Bible or am I reading Fifty Shades of Grey? You know, I was like, whoa, okay, God, I guess we're going there, you know? But yeah. um, it's it's got so it's got a lot of practical application as well for some married couples, and you know, I think that can easily be translated into, you know, not just married couples, but any type of relationship. How how to be in relationship with other people, how to treat other people, mm-hmm. um, how to speak to one another, you know, just different things like that. Mm-hmm. So, albeit you can use it in a marriage setting. And I did try to, in the Bible study, pull out examples of both. Mm-hmm. So a single person wouldn't be bored thinking, Oh, let me just skip through this because it's, it's about a married marriage relationship, but you can apply it to friendships as well. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a book for everybody. It's, it's for, it's for everybody. Um, if you, you can find application for yourself in it, because if we look at it as a relationship between God and us as individuals, then it's a book for that for, for us as well. Um, so yeah, so thank you for that. So let me ask you this. So you wrote this book. Have you always wanted to be an author? Have you always wanted to write? Well, interestingly enough, when I lived in New Orleans, I had a friend um that she was um, kind of in this writer's group and I went with her a couple times, but I didn't get very far with it because I don't think it was the right season for me. Um, my kids were younger and um, anyhow, I, I kind of had this mental block about writing because I felt like I didn't learn a lot of the basics of grammar. And this is another story how God can just heal different things in your past. I always felt like I wasn't a very good writer. I didn't have a lot of the skills with the, you know, grammar and punctuation and basic nuts and bolts of that. And um, so I always kind of shied away from it. I was a little scared about it. And um, through, um, you know, going to school, I've had to write many papers. And um, I had a class about writing for ministry. And within that class, we had to write, um, we had to start a blog, we had to um, write a Bible study. And since I had already done the research for Song of Solomon, I, I did like week one and turned it in. And I, you know, it just gave me the confidence, you know, to pursue it further. And continue finishing that Bible study. And um, it's just something I didn't feel like I was smart enough to do. I remember when I was a kid, one of my aunts used to say, my brother was the smart one, and I had the personality. Now, she didn't mean that I was stupid or anything. But as a kid, when you hear that, you think, you know, that I wasn't smart, you know? And so, um, God kind of reversed that, um, for me and, um, set me on a trajectory that I never planned to go down. You know, I never planned to write a book, but, um, I guess it was in my heart somewhere, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, wow. So, so you were not really planning to write this book, but then, 
um, what the word that's coming to mind is baptism by fire. That class, that that class that you took, kind of because you were already going to do for the class anyways, it kind of forced you to to awaken or to tap into that skill that you were kind of shying away from. So, wow, that's cool. It's it's really neat how God uses different ways to uh, make us come alive in our yeah. purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really grateful for that professor. And she is, um, you know, having a battle with cancer right now. Mm. And I pray for her often because she kind of awakened a gift in me that I didn't know was there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so if you, anybody listening out there wants to pray for Dr. Miles, mm-hmm. um, I would appreciate it. And I'm sure she would too, but yeah. um, yeah, God is good and he's faithful to um, correct that wrong thinking mm-hmm. that we have in our minds or preconceived ideas that mm-hmm. the devil whispered in our ear, mm-hmm. you know, he changes those things and, um, you know, makes you what he created you to be, even though you didn't think it was possible. Yes. Yes. I love that. And you said, Dr. Miles, Dr. Miles. Okay. I'll definitely keep, keep on prayer. Um, so now uh, I know that we, so the way Susan and I met is through a writer's group. So a friend, another friend from the writer's group. And um, she invited um, myself, Susan, and some other ladies. And we started meeting just to kind of be a support for one another. And then um, before you know it, um, Susan's talking about starting a nonprofit ministry called the Boundless Sisterhood. So can you tell us a little bit more about that ministry and what kind of led to led for you to, to start it? Well, I've always had a heart for women. Um, and, you know, because I feel like the job is a hard one. Um, being a mom, being a wife, um, you know, most women work outside the home and, um, you know, the job is never done and it's uh, it's a lot. But if done correctly or right or with God's help, um, you really mold your children. Not that, you know, the husband is an important factor in the home. I'm not saying he's not. But most of the time, children learn the scriptures from their mother. Um, And so I think it's an important job Mm -hmm. that, you know, we're there and we're training our kids. And a lot of times, you know, you're cleaning the house or you're doing this. And I remember those years when I really wanted to be in ministry and doing stuff, but I was pretty busy with working and taking care of the house. And one of the things that I did during that season was um, when I cleaned, I would pray. Like when I cleaned the bathroom, I would um, plead the blood of Jesus Christ, you know, over, you know, everybody that took a shower in there and, you know, and um, the uh, cleanse me with white hyssop. And, you know, and then when I prayed for, you know, the dining room, I'm like, not just, you know, food for the body, but the bread of life would join with us. And, you know, in the living room, when I was dusting, I would, um, pray for um, communion and fellowship, not with with one another about the things of God. When I did laundry and I ironed, my kids went to a Christian school and when I was ironing their uniforms, I would, you know, when I ironed their shirts, I was praying for the bread 
breastplate of righteousness. When I was mating their socks, I prayed for their feet to be fitted and shod with the preparation of gospel of peace. And that made that task seem more worthwhile in the spirit realm. Um, but I got way off track with that. Sorry. Um, so anyhow, no, 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 but that's, that's, that's perfectly fine. So you, what you, I mean, you, what you're saying is, you know, whatever we, we, whatever we season we're in, uh, we can incorporate as women, we wear many hats. And so whatever season we're in, we can incorporate, uh, Christ. We can incorporate scripture. We can connect with God. We don't have to have set. Oh, it's this time and this time alone. We can be doing it all as you're dusting, as you're ironing, as you're cooking, doing laundry, whatever. We can have communion with God all day long. That's what you just shared. And that's beautiful. Well, thank you. Um, but anyhow, so I've always had kind of a heart for women's ministry and um, knowing how hard it was for myself to even get opportunities, you know, speaking I mean, there's an anointing that comes with it, but it's a skill that you kind of got to work at. Yeah. And standing in front of a bunch of women at a conference is a completely different thing than teaching a Sunday school class. Mm -hmm. And there aren't that many opportunities for women on Sunday morning or men even. You know, there's only so many opportunities on a Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. So um, that's, you know, what I wanted to do was have conferences one to minister to the women that can come that's one goal and the other goal would be to um help train women or give women the opportunity to hone their gifts that god's given them mm -hmm. if they feel called to teaching and speaking mm -hmm. you know um there's an opportunity for them to grow and to learn in that mm -hmm. and you know the same with worship and other things. So it's, um, it, you know, it's not really training per se, um, but it's an opportunity to exercise your gifts and to grow in that. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. So, so uh, the connection that I'm making is we again going to Dr. Miles and the class that you took. She provided that opportunity. And here you are doing the same thing, paying it forward. Do you see the connection? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I, I actually have spoken with uh, Susan on one of the conferences, and she's an excellent speaker. So if you're looking to um, invite someone to speak, I would have her information in the show notes, so be sure to uh, to connect with her then. Um, so Susan, I know that life's not, and I know you've shared a little bit, bit with us, life's not without challenges. We all have seasons where things don't go the way we want. Um, how? What's one challenge that you faced and how did you see God at work in that? And what brought you joy during that season? Well, I think one of the bigger challenges I had, um, well, of course, you know, when my husband left me, that was a big challenge, but I already shared the blessing out of that. Mm -hmm. But another time was, um, you know, we lived in New Orleans and Hurricane Katrina happened. And we relocated here. Well, actually, we left there. And, um, you know, we came here, we thought, for like three or four days. And then, you know, as it worked out, we could never go back. 
And that was a very challenging season because, um, you know, I was without a job. Uh, my former husband, he did work for the post office and they kind of transferred him up here. So he was working. But during that time, we also had we had two households to support just because we weren't living in New Orleans didn't mean we didn't have to pay the mortgage and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, and then we had a place up here and it was very challenging because, um, you know, when your kids are asking your questions, what are we going to do? What are we going to do about this? What are we going to do about that? And my oldest was getting ready to like, it was his senior year mm-hmm. and he was looking at colleges and stuff. And, it's very hard when your kids are asking you questions and you don't have the answers. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just very challenging in many ways, financially, emotionally, Mm -hmm. all of it. Um, But the blessing out of it was um, God is faithful again. I mean, he provided for us miraculously. My sister-in-law who lives up here, um, she worked at Blue Cross works at Blue Cross Blue Shield. And um, she had some friends that knew that we were had come here. And so she sent out a little bit uh, email to a couple of people saying, you know, my brother and his family are here. And, um, you know, if you have anything that you were going to take to Goodwill or whatever, because we had no household stuff, we had no beds, we had no couch, we had yeah. no dishes, we had nothing. And um, anyhow, they forwarded and forwarded and forwarded, you know, like to other people and people just bought us everything we needed, everything. You know, it was like um, the love of God provided by the body of Christ, um, just, you know, clothes. My kids were dressing in designer labels. They never had designer labels in New Orleans. You know what I mean? Um uh, just really nice. People were very kind to us. And it was um, such a blessing to see how God provided for us during that season. And um, the joy out of it all was we're here in um, North Carolina now, and I can see God's providence in that. You know, um, my husband um, suffered from depression. It caused him to make some bad financial decisions, which was the actual demise of our um, marriage. But um, when we moved here, I had family to help me with that. And if we would have been in New Orleans, we didn't have any extended family down there. So to have um, his sister and his mom here to help me, that was just God's provision in a in another way mm-hmm. and um so you know i can look back at it, the whole thing now and it, it brings joy and peace to my heart to see how god orchestrated everything for us yeah yeah wow wow i would i mean we've known each other now a couple of years i would have never guessed that about you um but again I can see a theme running through our conversation today, stones of remembrance, God's faithfulness. Yeah, that's another thing. You know, when times get tough, I look back on that situation too and encourage myself. Um, You know, God did it before. He'll do it again. Yes, 
God did it before, he will do it again. So if you're out there and you're struggling and thinking, oh, how am I going to make it? Just look back. How has God shown up for you in the past? If he did it then, he will do it again. He's an awesome, faithful God. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Susan. So huh? Susan, as we round up this conversation, uh, what's one treasure or one tip that you would like to leave with our listeners so that if they're going through whatever life's challenges they may be facing, that would encourage them that they could take forward? Well, I leave with the audience my signature verse, Philippians 4 eight. Whatever is pure, whatever is holy, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good report, think on these things and the peace of God will go with you. And, you know, number one, I've used that many times when I was in um, a hard spot to keep my mind and my focus on just don't dwell on the negative. You know, think good thoughts, think positive thoughts. Don't go down that rabbit hole. And number two, recall the times that God has come through for you in the past um, and, and meditate on that and meditate on his goodness and his faithfulness. And he's trustworthy. He's trustworthy. Um, that That is the verse and the thing that has gotten me through a lot of difficult times and i freely encourage others to do the same wow thank you so um just to summarize our conversation today um the key points is god's good he's faithful uh think back about how you've experienced god in the past how he's shown up for you and use that as a stone of remembrance uh, to go forward and um, Susan just shared with us Philippians 4, 8, that whenever we find ourselves in tough places, don't dwell on the negative. Acknowledge what's going on, but don't stay there. Go back. Think about, think pure thoughts. Think about God's goodness and meditate on what is good and remind yourself. He did it in the past. He will do it again. Amen. Wow. Thank you so much. So Susan, how can folks connect with you? Um, I have a website, um, boundless sisterhood, um, dot com, and, um, my blog is on that. And, um, I, my, I believe all my contact information is on there too, boundless sisterhood at gmail.com. Um, those are probably the two better ways to get in touch with me. Okay. And you're also on, on Facebook and Instagram as well. Boundless oh, yes, too. that's true. Yes, Facebook okay. uh, um, Facebook page. And I have one for the ministry and I have one for myself. So either one of those ways is a good way to connect um, with me through messaging. And um, it, it does work. I, I had a lady contact me a couple months back and she follows me on social media and she's, you know, kept track of like, different women's events I'm having. And she was like, my, our, our women's ministry at our church hasn't, um, it kind of died during COVID and we're trying to get it started again. Can you meet with me and help me? And so I met with her at Starbucks. We had coffee. I gave her some ideas. And actually in the end of April here in a couple of weeks, 
um, she invited us to um, come to their church, Boundless Sisterhood, have a conference, and um, help them launch their women's ministry again. So super excited to be at wow. Olive Branch in a couple that's, of weeks. That's great. That's exciting. That's really good. So, um, Susan, you can connect with her on the website. Uh, uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram. And I also would like to put a plug in. She has the new book out. Uh, you can get on Amazon. It's called Love of Another Kind. It's a Bible study on the Song of Solomon or the Songs of Songs. And so it's a really neat, uh, neat Bible study. Um, so Susan, thanks again for coming on the show today and for sharing your story. Um, Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. So friends, thank you again for being here on Treasures and Truth with Tokwe. I hope Susan's story empowers you uh, to know that if he did it one time, he will do it again. God is faithful. I'll have the show notes for you at eatingtreasuresandriches.com. And uh, I would like to ask a favor again. Remember to subscribe, leave a rating or a review to help spread the word about this podcast. Thank you so much. Um, lastly, I want to remind you to remember God has answers. Whether you're having relationship issues at home or at work or any other crisis or challenges, God has answers and he loves you. Until next time, God bless. God bless.